to what shall we compare the kingdom of God? Good morning, Christian America. That is what Jesus asks us today in Scripture. That's what Jesus is going to talk about to his disciples and what we're going to read, what we're going to contemplate, what we're going to discuss this morning. Jesus brings us two parables explaining to how we can compare to the kingdom of God. Let's get right into it this morning. Let's get into the word. Let's get into some scripture. Turn your Bibles to the gospel of Mark chapter four. We're going to start on verse 26. Good morning, Christian America. All right. Good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort. That's the Christian American revitalization effort consisting of this podcast, the Good Morning Christian America podcast, which is on Rumble and uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It also consists of ChristianAmericanTees.com. At ChristianAmericanTees.com, you can pick yourself up some Christian American apparel that's tees, tanks, sweatshirts, hoodies. Got nice hoodies like the one that I got on right now. Trust me, if you're in the Northeast, if you're in the North, even in the South nowadays, it's been mighty, mighty chilly. You're going to want to warm yourself up with a Christian American hoodie, something special like this that says that you are a Christian American, that you put Christ forefront of your lives and you are not afraid to show it. You are unapologetic in your faith. And that's how we should all be. That's the goal of this, uh, of this community, of the Christian American movement. It's to revitalize our faith. Let me tell you guys something. If you don't already know, if you haven't given it much thought, let me tell you, if you're new to this podcast, let me tell you. If you're familiar with this podcast, let me remind you. The word of God and the belief in God is the most important thing in our lives. It's the most important thing in our lives. I'll say it again. It is the most important thing in our lives. So when you speak about God, when you read his word, when you get into scripture, when you profess your faith in the almighty, when you stand firm in your beliefs and you profess it, when you acknowledge him in front of others, he will then acknowledge you in front of his father. Matthew chapter 10, verse 32, 33 says that the belief in God is the most important thing in our lives. Why did I say that four times? I'll say that four times because the opposite of that is also true. That people who try to take away the word of God, people who try to downplay or besmirch or criticize, try to take out the word of God in our society, in our lives, in our school, in our courthouses, into in, in, in our public discourse, People who try to take God out of the public square, they are doing the worst thing that they could possibly do. Studying scripture, reading scripture, having faith in God is the most important thing. And to attempt to take it away, to be that stumbling block, that scandillion that Jesus talks about in, in, chap, in uh, the Gospel of Luke, that's the worst thing you could do. Jesus himself says, if you cause these to stumble, if you if you are a stumbling block, a scandillion to, to, to his word, to God's commandments, that you should have a millstone tied around your neck and thrown into the sea. 
I say that because it's important that we all hear that from time to time. This audience is a well-tilled audience. This audience, I, I presume, is steeped in scripture, at least tries to be steeped in scripture, that prays daily, that seeks God's divine hand in their lives, that understand that he is a living God, that he, that he is within us, and that sees each other as a divine creature that God made in his image. Tell me that I'm right when I say that. I pray that I'm right when I say that this community, that this audience, that the followers of this uh, social media profile and, and, and this movement, this revitalization effort, believe those things, are those things that keep their sights focused on Christ. But it's good to hear it every now and then because that's how we gain confidence. That's how we become unapologetic. That's how we speak out is to have confidence that the people to your left and to your right, even though you don't know them, chances are 70% 70, 70 of, of, of people in this country call themselves Christian. Now we could debate that and who, who knows all the all the uh, ins and outs of, of how people define themselves as Christian, but nonetheless, so let, let's take them at their word and, and say that 70%, 70% call themselves Christian. That means we are the majority. That means we have the numbers on our side. And that's a good thing. And that's a good thing. And so it's in that light that we come to you just to remind you, just to reiterate, just to inspire you, just to give you that little bit of confidence, that motivation to get out into the world and speak, speak truth to the world and compromise no values. That's how we that's how we build each other up. That's how we strengthen this community. That's how we move forward. Ladies and gentlemen, I promise you, if we do that, we will exactly we will, we will do exactly that. We will move forward. And so today, if you follow this podcast, every Monday we come to you to start your week off with a bit of scripture. We're continuing our journey through the gospel of Mark. Uh, this week we're on chapter four. We're going to start at verse 26. We're going to read through verse 34. Jesus if you followed us for the last couple of weeks, is, is teaching his disciples. He's giving parables of what the, the about a sower who sows seed on rocky ground and rich soil, and you know seed that gets caught up in the world and gets gets choked out by weeds. Uh, he's giving parables to his followers and his disciples about being about being the light of the world, about not bringing a light and then hiding it under a bushel basket or putting it under a bed, but using that light as to, to brighten up of the room, to brighten up the world. And he calls us to do that. He's calling his disciples to do that. He's calling his followers to do that. And then we talked about that last week. If you missed it, go back and check out the video last week. Go to Rumble, go to uh, the Good Morning Christian America YouTube channel. Watch the video, watch the podcast, listen to it on the audio only podcast on everywhere that they have a, a podcast platform. We're there. Just search us out. Good morning, Christian America. Um, and today we're going to read just a few verses going, uh, continuing down Jesus's line of thought in this in this lesson that he's providing his followers. And he's going to explain a, a, a little bit more detail about the coming kingdom of God. And so I'd ask you to turn uh, to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, verse 26. 
and it starts off and he says he said this is how it is with the kingdom of god it is as if a man were to scatter seed on the land and would sleep and rise night and day and the seed would sprout and grow he knows not how of his own accord the the land yields fruit first the blade then the ear then the full grain in the ear and when the grain is ripe he wields the sickle at once for the harvest has come verse 30 he goes on and he says to what shall we compare the kingdom of god or what parable can we use for it it is like a mustard seed that when it is sown in the ground it is the smallest of seeds on the earth but once it is sown it springs up and becomes the largest of plants and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the skies can dwell in its shade with many such parables he spoke the word to them as they were able to understand it without parables he did not speak to them but to his own disciples he explained everything in private let's look at those two examples of what jesus the 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 little bit of insight that jesus gives us into the kingdom of god he said this is how it is in the kingdom of god that a man were to scatter seed into the land and would sleep day and night and the 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 crop would grow of its own accord first the blade then the ear then the full grain in the ear right that's us god has scattered us we are his seed he has scattered us into the land now we have to grow we have to grow first the blade then the ear then the grain in the ear we have to progress we can't stay a seed we can't stay buried in the ground he just explained to us last week that if you're a light you don't you don't hide it under a bushel basket you let the world see it if you're a grain if you're meant to produce you can't stay buried we have to grow we have to grow and how do we grow with god we have to grow in our knowledge not in the knowledge of ourselves but in the knowledge of god not in the wisdom of ourselves but in the wisdom of god so that we lean not on our own understandings because his ways are not our ways now if you want to gain knowledge of yourself then gain knowledge of yourself within the confines of the one who made you how do you do that you might ask it's in these pages ladies and gentlemen it's in these pages we must grow we must not stay buried we must not stay infants imagine if we were born a child and we never grew we would stay a child for how long how long could we live as an infant how long could we live on milk as the apostle paul reminds us in the epistle not very long if we were to try we would be going against the will of god 
Jesus explains to us today that God scatters us into the land and that we are to grow. We are to progress. We are to bear fruit. And when the time has come and we have done our duty, the grain is full in the ear in this parable as he talks about. When the grain is ripe, he wields a sickle at once for the harvest has come. Jesus is coming to get us to bring us with him. He also explains this in greater detail at the end of John's gospel. Jesus goes on and talks about how can we explain one more time? How can we explain? How can we compare the kingdom of God? It's like a mustard seed. When it is sown, it is the smallest of seeds. But once it takes hold. Once it takes root, it becomes one of the largest of plants. One of the greatest of plants with large branches that provide shade to the birds of the sky. Provides rest to these animals. Safety and security. The kingdom of God, God's motivation it just takes a seed. It just takes a seed because it's got the power to become the largest tree in the garden. It has the power to provide shade, to provide comfort, to provide rest, to provide shelter. When the world is under attack, you can find shelter under God's tree. Not my words. I, I couldn't have come up with a parable like that. These are Jesus's words. That's why we come to you this Monday. That's why we come to you every Monday to bring you scripture so that you know what God says, not what Eddie says, what God says, not what some pastor says, what God says, not what some minister says or some deacon says or some priest says or some bishop says, what God says. Now, we all hope that all of those people and all of those leaders would be regurgitating what God says, providing what God says here. If only that were the case, far too often that is not the case because we're fallen. And I don't necessarily blame all of those people. I don't know all of those people. I don't know their circumstances. Maybe they're wrong or maybe they're trying to deceive. I don't know. I would pray that they would get their house in order and provide the word of God plain and not try to change it, not try to manipulate it, not try to cherry pick. Well, I'll take a verse from this book and I'll take a verse from that book and I'll hear what Paul says over there and I'll combine them up and all of a sudden I have my own agenda. That's why we provide you scripture in order not taken in in parts but in order in sequential order and we read it to you verbatim so that you can understand the context in which these things are said so you can understand the context that jesus tells his disciples let it never be said that i'm just making this up and I pray that no one ever tries to just make it up because 
you have the source readily available. This is the most published book around the world in nearly every language. The word of God is real and it is the most important thing in your life. It is the most important thing in our lives. Without this, without God's love, without the wisdom of God through these, tell, talking to us through these pages, this world would be uninhabitable. We would be barbarians at each other's throats. There would be no room for equality because there is no equality without Christ, without God. There would be no love because there is no love without God. There would be no true goodness. There would be no true righteousness because you can't have goodness and you can't have righteousness without God. But with God, you can grow into one of the largest fruit-bearing plants in the garden. You can be part of the kingdom. You can, you can do anything. The possibilities are endless. God's power is limitless. And with that, I hope you have a blessed week. I hope you make your way in this world. I hope you speak out boldly and firmly and proclaim the name of Jesus above all names. This week, I hope you make your mark. I hope you let the people around you know, if they don't already, that you put Christ first in your life, that you are unabashed and unafraid and unapologetic in your faith. Because it is the most important thing that we do in our day. This is the most important part of our lives. And anyone who would try to silence you or take it away is doing the most harm and seeks the most harm possible. Let us not forget that. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, again, if you like what we do here, if you support what we're trying to do here, trying to grow this community, we're 13,000 strong on social media, at least on Facebook, and, and a couple thousand uh, uh, strong on other social media platforms. If you support what we're trying to do here, invite people to the page. Share this video. It's important that we get the message out. We can no longer be silent. Silence is what has gotten us to where we are today around this country. It has gotten Christians scared to speak i ask you to be scared no longer and with that until we see each other on friday you guys stay on fire for christ have a blessed week stay blessed good morning christian america